Last week at our Worship in the Park, we began a new sermon series, and I made a pretty bold statement that is completely and absolutely true. You are a missionary. You are a missionary. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, then you are by default a missionary. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Our God is a missionary God. Jesus is a missionary. The Holy Spirit was sent to empower the church to be sent. By virtue of our baptism, when God claims us as God's beloved children, we are also commissioned co-missioned, to be on mission with God in the world. And so we asked the question, and we're asking the question throughout this sermon series, what are the habits of missional people? If that's our identity, what, what are the habits of missional people? What habits should we be practicing to help us live into and to live out our missional identity, missionary identity, right here, right now, right where we are, in the places where we live and work and play? Pastor Donald last week began by, by talking about the habit of eating meals with others, eating meals with others. Jesus, the missionary, did this all of the time. Jesus was eating with people all of the time. Jesus ate with tax collectors and with sinners, and oftentimes they ended up becoming his friends and followers. Donald talked about the power of breaking bread together and how that breaks down barriers that we might otherwise uh, erect between us. And we all know that the profound experience of welcome and hospitality when, hospitality when we are welcomed at someone else's table for a meal. When we invite others to eat with us, God works in that. God works through us and God works in us and God even works in spite of us. The habit of eating with other people moves us from strangers and, and neighbors we may not know that well to friends. And that movement from strangers to friends is a movement that moves everyone closer to Jesus. Now today we talk about a second habit of missional people. A second habit of missional people, and that is this. Missional people are in the habit of praying and paying attention. Missional people are in the habit of praying and paying attention. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there. Uh, grow us, change us. We might bear fruit uh, for your kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture lessons this morning come from Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of John. First from Mark's Gospel at the end of, of chapter 1. Uh, verses 32 through 39, I invite you to follow along and listen for God's word. That evening at sunset, people brought to Jesus those who were sick or demon-possessed, 
the whole town gathered near the door. He healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons, but he didn't let the demons speak because they recognized him. Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Simon and those with him tracked him down. When they found him, they told him, everybody's looking for you. He replied, let's head in the other direction to the nearby villages so that I can preach there too. That's why I've come. He traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons. And then from John's gospel, chapter 5, verse 19. Jesus responded to the Jewish leaders, I assure you that the Son can't do anything by himself except what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew why he had been sent. Jesus knew his mission. And he knew that in order to be able to reach out to the ones to whom he was sent, he had to reach up to his heavenly father often. And if you look throughout the Gospels, you can find in each Gospel several occasions, and it's usually only a a brief line or two, where it says, and Jesus went away by himself to pray, or Jesus uh, went to a deserted place to, to speak with his heavenly father in prayer. And we saw it right in this first chapter of Mark. Jesus has been healing people who who are sick with many different kinds of diseases. He's been throwing out demons. I mean, this is serious missional work taking place. Serious missional work taking place. The whole town is gathered at his door. The door of this God-man missionary. And then it says that Jesus rose early in the morning before sunrise to go to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Jesus, the one who was sent out to a broken world, takes time to commune with his Father in heaven through prayer. And wouldn't you just love to have been a fly on an olive tree? Wouldn't you have loved to have been a fly on an olive tree for those intimate moments? I wonder what Jesus said or asked. Did he pray for strength? Did he ask his heavenly father for guidance? But more than that, I wonder what Jesus heard. I wonder what Jesus heard, what Jesus received. What did his heavenly father say to him? What promptings, what nudges Did the Father give Jesus? We often think about prayer and opening up our hearts to God as us speaking and sharing with God. And it is very much that. Uh, Certainly a big part of prayer is sharing with God what is on our hearts. But prayer is also about listening to God and listening for God. Prayer is paying attention to God. And being able to discern what God is up to in our lives, in, the, in, in our hearts, in the world, the neighborhood, the workplace, the play space, the places we do life. In other words, the places where we are called to be missionaries. 
I can only imagine that every time that Jesus went away to pray, it was a chance to reclaim his identity. To reclaim his identity as God's sent one. And to discern his heavenly father's next move in the world. I wonder if Jesus ever heard the father say, Son, remember, you are my beloved. I wonder if Jesus ever heard his father say, now is the time to to go to this one who needs liberating from that demon. Or or son, I've been at work over here with these tax collectors and sinners, and they're they're starting to be curious about you. Son, I I think you should, should go and eat a meal with them. The sense of missional urgency is is so clear in Mark's gospel because right after Jesus gets finished praying, he's right back into the mission field. They're asking where he is, and he's right back in the mission field saying, let us go to the other villages so that I can preach there too. That's why I've come. Let's go. That's why I've come. Do you hear that? Jesus reaffirms his missionary identity after spending time with his father in prayer. He knows who to reach out to, love and power next, because he knows how powerfully and perfectly his heavenly father loves him. It says he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons. Jesus is able to reach out to others missionally because he reaches up to God in prayer. In other words, Jesus pays attention to his heavenly father. Prayer is listening and paying attention to God. In John's gospel, Jesus goes so far as to tell the religious leaders who are questioning his identity, I can assure you that the son can't do anything by himself except what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does likewise. So Jesus is saying that he only does what he sees the Father doing first. How does he know what the Father is up to? Jesus is in the habit of praying. He's in the habit of praying. And it empowers and it informs his mission. There's an intimate connection between Jesus' prayer life and his ability to go where he senses the Spirit nudging him to go. If, if, you're a, if you're a parent, you know the stage in your child's life, and maybe it even happens more than once at multiple stages, where they're really into copying someone else. You know what I mean? Like they only want to do what someone else is doing. They only want to say what someone else is saying. They only want to wear what someone else is wearing. Have the same clothes. Have the same toys. Right now our youngest, Ellis, is starting to get to that point um, where he's starting to do that with, with our oldest, Gabriel. And he wants to do the things that Gabriel does and attempt to say some of the things that Gabriel says. And it's really amazing because you can really start to see him paying attention and becoming so preoccupied and interested and focused on what Gabriel is doing all the time so that then he can try to mimic that and copy it. What, what if we paid such close 
attention to God that we were able to see what God was up to. Like a younger sibling fixated on an older sibling. That's prayer. If we want to be missional, like Jesus, to do the kind of missionary things that Jesus did as a missionary, then we have to pay close attention, close enough attention to Jesus to see those things. So when it comes to living missional lives, we should be saying and we should be living out, we only do what we see God doing first. We only do what we see God doing first. And that requires a habit of prayer, of listening, not just speaking, listening to, paying attention to God, noticing what God is up to in our lives, in our hearts, the place where we live just like Jesus did. But it's hard. It's very hard. I confess, I I often catch myself praying to God only after I've done something first. Have you ever done that? Like, I'll, I'll go out on ahead on my, on my own with great missional zeal and with, without having listened to God. Without having uh, relied on, God, on the presence and the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I pray and I ask for, for God's blessing on, on something I've done instead of asking for God's guidance and power and direction well in advance of any move that I make. And it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder what I missed, what I may have missed. It makes me wonder what power I haven't tapped into, especially from the one who says, I am able to do abundantly far more than you could ever ask for or imagine by my power at work within you. It makes me wonder what need I missed, what person I didn't see. It makes me wonder if I'm like a tree trying to put out vast branches without having deep roots. Prayer, paying attention to God, puts down roots. It grounds us in the life and love of God who loves us and entrusts us with this beautiful and awesome tasks of sharing God's love and the message of Jesus. A missionary cannot share God's love, cannot bless others, cannot notice needs and meet those needs, cannot get to know people without having deep roots in God. Friends, like Jesus, we, we have to be able to, to listen To learn to listen to the voice of God, particularly as it reminds us of our identity as missionaries, as it fills our hearts with love for those to whom God sends us. Thomas Merton once said, It is in deep solitude that I find the gentleness with which I can truly love others. Silence and solitude teach me to love my brothers and sisters for what they are, not for what they say. Unless we can spend some significant time each week, unless we can spend some significant time each week in the presence of our missional God, listening and paying attention, then we are in danger and our lives are in danger of looking no different 
to our frantic, stressed, and busy neighbors. No different. Our lives will not be questionable, in the least will not provoke those curious questions from others. And we might miss stuff. We might miss that, that beautiful and holy next step that God it, it wants us to take as the missionary in our neighborhood, or our workplace, or the ball field, or the dance studio. We might miss the, the power and the, and the reassurance of just how much we're loved. We might miss the next nudging or prompting of the Holy Spirit, whispering to our hearts what God would have us do. A few months ago, I went into Ace Hardware to get a new key made for a, a lock we were putting on our, a new lock we were putting on our back door. And the clerk, uh, when he saw the lock, of course, he knew what blank uh, key to get, and, and he put it into the key cutting machine. It was that grinding sound, and, and soon the key was ready. But the, the first time he tried it in the lock, however, it did not fit in all of the way. And so it did not open the lock. It didn't work. And so the clerk had to pull it out, stick it back into the key cutting machine. It was either some shavings that hadn't been uh, sanded off all the way or didn't get cut all the way. So put it back in, pulled it out, tried the lock again, and this time it worked and it, and it opened the lock. The connection between the habit of prayer and the missional lifestyle is like that. When we ensure that we're connected with God through prayer, then we're able to listen to the Holy Spirit. Other people's lives... Other people's lives are like locks, and the love and good news of Jesus Christ is like a key. And sometimes that key doesn't go in all the way the first time. It doesn't go in all the way the first time. It doesn't quite fit. And in those moments, we need to be able to hear the Holy Spirit telling us, not this time, not yet, it's not quite time. It's not quite time. Not yet. And then again, okay, now's the moment. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. And part of this guidance will be the discernment to know when to speak and when to listen. When to share your story and when to listen to someone else's story. When to invite and when to not. So listen this week. Listen. The Spirit might bring to your mind the name or a face of a person that you are to bless or eat with. The Spirit might convict you or encourage you in your missional faithfulness. The Spirit might prompt you to re-engage with someone you, uh, you blessed last week or bring to your mind something that you maybe should have said but you didn't. You might see a need that you didn't see before. The Spirit may tell you that that person that you've been wondering if you need to invite them to church or to B3 group with you, now's the time to do that. And you will sense God's presence in your heart.
And that presence will add strength and love to your life as a missionary. So maybe it looks as like as simple as when you're walking in or running through your, your neighborhood to assume a posture of, of prayer and ask God, what are you up to here? What am I seeing? Who am I seeing? Who am I not seeing? Maybe it's keeping a prayer journal with similar questions that are more about listening than speaking. God, what are you saying to me in my life right now? And what am I going to do about it? Friends, prayer is paying attention. Prayer is paying attention. Living a prayerful life means paying attention to what God is doing around us and within us. It's noticing and responding to the movement of God in our lives, in the world, in our hearts. Jesus, the missionary, found time to refill the well of spiritual waters. And the last time that he did so, The last time Jesus did so, it was at the very climax of his mission, the cross. And the way this prayer looked like was this, crying and on his knees, Jesus called out, Father, is there any other way for you to win your children back? Yet not my will be done, but yours. I wonder what his heavenly father said. I wonder what the father said. Whatever it was, I do know that Jesus completed his mission. He completed his mission and defeated sin and death and did win back God's people. And rescued God's creation. And that's why we are missionaries in the first place. Friends, what's God saying to you? What's God saying to you? What is God up to in your life? What is God up to in your neighborhood, in your workplace? What do you see? Who do you see? Where do you see God? May we pay attention. May we pray, and may we be missionaries. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.